Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 64 of Ebook SheBook. He's Mike. She's Becca. And we are here with an all AEW episode. We had double or nothing this past weekend, and it was long. It was over five hours of a lot of wrestling. We're going to get to all of it. Yeah. But some of these things, you know, we're going to kind of gloss over because they were kind of just... You know, they had no build. It was kind of random that they were even in there. But, yeah, five-and-a-half-hour show with 13 matches, like some of which weren't even really announced until just like a couple days prior. Um, But we're going to kick it off with the main event, as it was announced, Hangman Page, your AEW world champion, versus CM Punk. First time for uh, for Punk to challenge for an AEW championship. And this match went, I think, over 25 minutes. This and match it was... didn't even start until after midnight. Oh, yeah, like well after midnight. I yeah. don't know who Tony Khan thinks that we are. <laughs> like, no. wrestling fans are either older or kids. Which, like, I, th- I thought it was weird because it's Memorial Day weekend. Like, I get, like, oh, some people will have off on Mondays, so maybe right. that's why. But, like, put it on a Saturday. Would have just been better off right. on it a was Saturday? Just, it was so long, and it was such a shame because, like, I had to go back and rewatch this match because by this point I was asleep on the couch. There was literally no way. Yeah, in Las Vegas, different time zone, obviously. Right. But like even like AEW, like that's your Chicago crowd, your Philly crowd, your Boston crowd, like all just basically dead by the time this match comes on. But it was an awesome match. Crowd was super into it. Back and forth. Some fans wanted Adam Page to win. Some fans wanted Punk. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the build to this match before we get to the result of this match because this build was weird. Yeah. Like, there was one week where um, Hangman tested positive for COVID, so like, he wasn't there. There was mm-hmm. supposed to be a face-off. There wasn't. And so it's been difficult. We really only had the one face-to-face this past week on Dynamite. Right. And the question that I – it was a lot of – it was Shivani interviewing the two of them and Hangman's just yelling at Punk for, like, you know, I'm going to defend AEW from you. I'm not just defending the title. I'm defending AEW as a, as a whole from you. And, like, I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to – and it was just – it was all just very, like, where is this coming from? Right. Like, Punk did nothing to Hangman during this entire build for Hangman to be as mad about facing CM Punk as he was. It's like Hangman got COVID and then came back as a heel. But he's not. But, like, he's not. It was just I've like, just never seen Hangman that – angry for no reason i guess yeah it was like it was like he tried to make him it's like he tried to make punk kenny i think we were just like missing something we were definitely missing something like i just feel like you know and especially for what this match was it was very split crowd Mm -hmm. some fans really wanted punk some fans wanted page there was like some hints at like you know hangman trying to disrespect punk by using the gts almost getting the three punk trying to disrespect hangman by using the buckshot lariat i love that when wrestlers use like their opponent's moves yeah it's, it's great like, i'm adds, going like, to end of, yeah. you on your own move yeah just like the disrespect of it mm-hmm. punk really couldn't hit that buckshot to save his life no but he got you know god bless him for trying uh and yeah this this whole build was was bizarre and it ended up with the coronation of your new AEW champion, CM Punk. He gets his win after Hangman. There was a ref bump. Ref was down for ages. Hangman's going to use the belt, decides not to, and then immediately loses after deciding not like, to. What a shame, you know? Like, could, And then even could at have. that point, we were like, oh, maybe Hangman is going to be a heel. And then he didn't cheat, and we were like, all right, he's still Hangman, and then immediately loses, immediately. And even that, like you just said, the ref was out, and... Even when Punk goes to pin Hangman in this spot, 
the ref is barely there. Yeah, long, long three count. It was a very long three count. I mean, he got the three count and Punk's our new champ. Yeah, and and just a a, a solid reign for Hangman. It, it was always, like, his reign was never going to live up to his chase for it. Yes. Which is always hard. Um, but it is, it's not your shortest AEW title reign. It is your second shortest <laughs> AEW title reign. So the first ever AEW champion, Chris Jericho, beats Hangman Page for that inaugural championship. Mm-hmm. 182 days, he's the champion. And then we had Moxley for 277 days. Kenny Omega was 346 Insane. days. And then Hangman at 197. He's your second shortest reigning champion. And now it's just about, like, what do you do to build him back up? Because, like, he... For, I get that he's very popular with the yes. AEW crowd. I've never gotten there. Well, the, I, I feel like he's just an AEW homegrown. He, yes, and, absolutely. And that is something huge to wrestling. You know, like, you know that. And they're, like, Jade Cargill is, like, a homegrown, yeah. and, and everybody's a huge fan. We are huge fans of her. Hangman, I'm like, every other time I see him, I'm super into it. And I know that's weird, like, but I, I think it's the same thing. Like, I'm just not set on Hangman. When this match was happening, I was picking Punk to win this. Like, there was no way I was picking Hangman to win this match. And if Punk lost this match, I would have been sad. Yeah, I mean, we said it on this show that, like, Hangman didn't really have anywhere else to go. Right. Like, it, it he'd beaten Kenny, which was, like, your big win. He beat Brian Danielson. He beat... And I was uh, sad about that one. He beat Adam Cole. He beat Lance Archer. Like, he had his his defenses. He had good defenses. And it was a very solid reign. Yes. But it, like, was, it was time short, it. but it yes. was good. And, like, he did everything that he needed to do. And, like, now it's just about, like, reconfiguring everything. Because, mm-hmm. like, he doesn't interact with the Dark Order at all anymore. Right. Which is kind of weird because, like, they really did help him in the build-up to the mm-hmm. Kenny thing. And, like, I don't, I don't know what's next on his side, but... Punk, you have just a world of possibilities. I'm We're going to enter into our, our new summer of punk. Yeah, it's and summer of punk 3.0, and I'm here for it. I can't wait to see because at this point, you really could do anybody. Well, that's what, you know, what was the Owen Hart Foundation tournament for? Was right. it just to crown Owen Hart tournament winners? Like, I mean, is, it is that it? Like or that is it like, ceremony. do you elevate that person now to a title shot? Because like, you're on your men's side. We had Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Fine match, Adam Cole with your win. I was like annoyed by this too. I really wanted Samoa Joe to win, and I know you wanted Adam Cole to win because like you love Adam. Cole. I ended up picking Samoa Joe. I know, but I thought that was really weird. Um, I just like <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, but I can't picture Adam Cole winning against Samoa Joe. And I watched this whole match. And I still yeah. can't look at those two and go, mm, Adam Cole's going to beat that giant human being. Like, it doesn't. Yeah, I get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but he did. Adam Cole won. And good for him. It, like, Adam Cole's a great wrestler. I know. Like, I feel like this whole tournament was just was like, we're going to. We've said that. Like, Adam Cole's going to win yes. this tournament. And, like, he even comes out with the pink on where it's like, oh, this is just a foregone right. conclusion. As soon as he came out with the pink, we were like, oh, okay. He's and then winning on this the match. women's side. You had Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. Guess who comes out in pink? Yep. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and poor Ruby Soho still can't get Dude. that. She can't get that big win, Dude. man. I thought this was it. I thought we were finally going to give so Ruby her win. I for her. When she comes she... out to rancid. Like, Both her, of them had but, live entrances. Yeah, Britt Baker had the guy from, what was it? Uh, no idea. Uh, yeah, whatever. Her entrance. Yeah, a guitarist. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was probably 
the second best women's match on the card. I when of the three, when, and it was fine, but we just didn't we didn't think they would actually give this to Britt. When Ruby beat Chris Statlander, I was like, hell yeah, this is Ruby's time. Of course. I was like, yes, this is it. Like, like Britt beat Tony Storm, and I was like, all right, well, if if this match or if this tournament is not for Tony, it's Ruby's time. And then Britt Baker reversal roll up for the win. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Once again, Ruby is just so so close, and yet so far. And you know what? She wasn't wearing pink. That's the problem. Ruby should have worn pink, and then maybe she would have won it. And then we had later in the night. It was Adam immediately Cole. after Brit and it? Mm-hmm, it was immediately after Brit and Ruby. So Adam Cole comes out and Martha Hart comes out in like her nice Kentucky Derby hat. She says she always, this is going to be a yearly tradition. Next year, you guys all have to wear fancy hats. I can't wait to see that. Honestly, I think that'd be hilarious. Just to see like what wrestling fans will come up with for what they think fancy hats are supposed to be. Right. Uh, but she comes out and she gives these awesome looking title belts. Yeah, both of them got their own individual title belt. And they will now have their name etched on this Owen Hart Memorial Tournament Cup thing. And yeah, I don't know, like, if it's just for that, fine, whatever. But that also puts Adam Cole really high in the men's rankings. Like, look at the AEW men's rankings now, um, which will have to be redone because Adam Page is no longer your champion. Sam Punk is your champion. But John Moxley's technically next up. Okay, give it to him. Right behind John Moxley's Adam Cole, followed by Jay Lethal, and then Tony Nese, which is hilarious. No, it's all right. We can just see Punk and Punk and Mox. Punk and Moxley <laughs> is an idea. Punk and Cole could be an idea. I feel like Punk and Danielson will all always be, but like that's the problem with doing Mox is like he's doing other stuff with Danielson. Right. Adam Cole really doesn't have anywhere else to go right now, but he did also just challenge Hangman for it. Like, right. Do we just rematch it? Do we run it back and do Hangman and Cole and Punk this again? Is I feel like you could do so many. There are so many possibilities with Punk winning this because you could go any of the guys that were in the tournament, not even the winner of the tournament. So, like, say we just completely exclude Adam Cole from this. We could, well, I mean, we could go Adam Cole because he's the winner, but we could go any of the guys that were in that tournament. Punk could have a feud with any person, and it would be good. Absolutely. Like, you could do, like, I mean, I don't know if, like, we're going to have the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Right. New Japan. Like, do we just go AEW champion versus New Japan champion? Does Kenny Omega come back? Well, yeah, where's Kenny? He's obviously going to be where's involved Miro? In somehow. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Does Cesaro um, pop up? Does Cesaro pop up? Like, these are all, like, questions that That's what I'm saying. Like, we're going to th- get the answer to. There's be... so many. We've said it before. There's way too many people that could be at the top of this card. And there's so many possibilities with a new champion. And I love that. I love everything about that. Um... Just to go off of the ceremony again, like, that was really nice. That whole thing was nice. Tony Khan escorted uh, Dr. Martha Hart out and was crying. Everybody course, was crying. Yeah. There were Owen chants. There were thank you Martha chants. Everyone's crying. It was absolutely beautiful. It took forever to get to this final, but... Yeah, like, four months in the making. It, it all felt very, like, convoluted at times. And then you had, like, you know, Sheeta was in the tournament. She wins. She gets pulled out of the tournament. Chris Statlander takes a loss for no reason. Tony Storm takes a loss for no reason. Mm -hmm. And then it all just leads up to Britt Baker. And Adam Cole. And Adam Cole, who, like, I mean, neither guy, neither one needed it. But I feel like Britt especially didn't need it. Yeah. Because, like, they need, they need to do something with this women's division. And I feel like, because Ruby's whole thing was it's time for a change. Right. And we're not getting that change, we didn't apparently. We get that change. I mean, I do think it's kind of, like, poetic that 
they won. Like, as a couple, they won the, yeah. the titles. But, like, cool. that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you know neat. what I mean? Like, that There's has... plenty of couples yeah. in wrestling that they could have... I mean, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we could have done so many options. It happened. I'm fine with it. I like Britt. Like, let's stay, let's stay in the women's division. Because we also had um, Jade Cargill and Anna Jay. For no reason, by the way. This was just kind of just randomly announced. This, honestly, because Anna me. Jay was like around Jade. Yeah, for a it second. was just like super random for the TBS championship. And I was like, is this a random ass match going to be what breaks the streak for Jade Cargill? And I was like kind of concerned, but then also not at all concerned, not which at all made concerned. me go why is this match even happening? And then after the match happened, I understood why the match was happening. Like it was there, a, it took until the after the match was of done. Of course. Like, there's certain parts of this whole card that is just like, this could have been a dynamite. Yes. Or this could have been a rampage match. But Jade comes out. She's got the Cody Vader. She's awesome. coming up from the center. It's just what Cody wanted. It's what we wanted. Yes. <laughs> and she comes out. She's got her baddies in the audience. And this match was very okay. Yeah, it was not great. It was a lot of... Like, uh, the way you put it was, like, it looked like a lot of, like, waiting for the next thing to yeah, happen. Like it was too rehearsed. Like, whenever, if Jade finished a move, she waited for the next move. She knew what was coming next. And so did Anna. It, right. it all felt very rehearsed. Like, okay, let's get to the they next one. They were just one. getting in position for the next move. And it was that kind of, like, I don't like that because it didn't flow well. So the whole no. time I'm going, this match could have been better if we didn't do that it would have been a great match but it was not a great match because of that like, in fairness you also say this about natalia a lot like it always kind of just seems like natalia well, is practicing i i fully believe that though because at this point <laughs> i think that natty i love natty too. she's just basically it, a teacher in she's a teacher yeah. so i think she forgets that like when they're actually on tv versus when they're just like hanging out and like practicing in the back yeah like she's a vet like these two are closer to being like the students that look like they're not quite ready ready yet but but like we also have said this about brit yeah there's parts of like brit baker matches where it's like this all seems very like we're waiting for the next thing to happen and this match was fine and uh jade gets the win obviously and then that's where all hell breaks loose because before she gets the yeah because there was a distraction smart mark sterling is apparently just on the outs Oh my god, right? this was so funny. Out comes Stokely Hathaway, formerly known as Malcolm Bivens. I don't think anybody popped harder than you did. I've I've wanted this Forever. for so long. And like last You're week. You're like, that's Bivens, that's like, Bivens. <laughs> last week I mentioned that like Serena Deeb needs a mouthpiece. And yeah. I, I still feel like that. We're gonna get to her in a moment. But like I've been saying like Jade with Malcolm Bivens as her manager mm-hmm. would be hilarious. Because right. like, he is the type of person, like, Mark Sterling is very much a, like, very much like a beta to Jade. Like, yeah. Jade just, like, tolerates him as, like, the business guy. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Bivens, or Stokely Hathaway, whatever you want to call him, is going to come out and be way more assertive. And, like, I feel like he can take Jade to, like, the next level here. Yeah, it was great. And, like, like he- you could turn her babyface with Malcolm Bivens at <laughs> Stokely Hathaway as her manager. It was really cool because they were just like, it was Bivens and, well, whatever his name is, and the baddies and Jade just there after Jade wins. Chris Statlander comes down and she has a stare down with Red Velvet because they have like their beef going on. Sure. And then all of a sudden, 
you're like, oh, okay, wait a minute, there's, you know, two on this side and now four on this side, what's happening here? And then new music hits and out comes the fallen goddess, Athena. And I'm screaming, I love Ember Moon. Yeah, I am one of the only ones I feel like. Well, you're the only one in this house. I know. <laughs> We'll say that. But I like she got good pop. People were excited to yeah. see her. Oh, good for her. I love her. Um, I can't wait to see her as Athena. But it was Chris Statlander, Anna, Athena yelling back and forth with Jade the Baddies, and then Biven breaks it up. So this was a not great match with a great ending. Exactly. Yeah. This was better as a setup to the future than it yes. was like an actual present like match. Right. And I mean, to the last women's match on this card was the best women's match on this card. And that was Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. And we said that during the building up, up this, of this match, it, it's Thunder Rosa's title reign has been booked horribly. Yeah. Like it's just, she's like, where's she been? Yeah. She's not getting time. Like she's not wrestling which is like the whole thing that makes her like thunder rosa talking isn't what makes her a star there are some people that like talking is what makes them a star yes. and then in ring they don't back it up thunder rosa is the absolute reverse same thing with serena deeb mm-hmm. so when you have them cutting promos every single week it just doesn't connect and i talked about i think you know i liked serena deeb's promo last week about like you know all the struggles she went through it just it didn't it was a good promo it was a bad delivery it was great promo material just yes. not great delivery which is why she would be awesome with a manager mm-hmm. but this match was fantastic in the ring which is exactly course, what we expected yeah. and thunder rosa gets the win so she's retained she is still your women's champion mm-hmm. and like please just give her something to do like, for real. Yeah. And I don't even know who at this point, but I feel like at this point... Keep it with Deeb. I don't even care. Run it back. Oh, run do it back. It, Interesting. Do it again. Like, let Thunder Rosa wrestle. And yeah. let her wrestle good wrestlers. I'm just scared that they're going to be like, Adam Cole, since you won, you get to go for the men's no, title. No, we cannot And then have, Britt Baker, since no. you won. And I'm like, please don't do that. Have because, her face Jade. Right. We haven't seen that. As no. Well. Like, but let's go to that title, you know? We did have one other woman on the match, but she wasn't on a, the card. On yeah. the card, but she wasn't in a match. She was a surprise. It was very exciting. Um, this was honestly House of Black versus Death Triangle was probably my favorite match on the card. I said it when it happened, and I th- pretty sure it was like the fourth match out of like 13. It was extremely good. It was very early in, in the show, and I was like, I'm going to go to bed now. Like, that was my favorite match. I have nothing. I don't care about anything else that happens. Uh, When House of Black came out, they all have paint on their face. They all look like God of War characters. It was just... um, This whole match was so great. They had intense moves. They Like, all the counter moves were great. All of the the moves in general were were great. Sometimes I complain about how flippy some guys are. But I feel the opposite way when it comes to, like, Death Triangle. I think that they're flippy in a good way. And there were so many good flips out of this match, like, out of the ring. Every single one of them had a good spot except for Brody. But, like, he's just too big. Yeah, Brody's was bad. He was just too big. And, like, even... I think it was, like, Malachi did a flip. And I was like, damn, everybody's flipping out of here. Because we were saying, like, all of Death Triangle amazing like jumping out of the ring and hitting moves buddy murphy a big dude so good at jumping and flipping out of buddy matthews okay we got to talk about him for a split second what on earth is his diet like i just uh, there's so many things i don't understand about this he's so damn tan he's so tan he's so big all of a sudden when he came here as buddy matthews 
Buddy Murphy? Where was he? Buddy Matthews he, he here. Was Buddy Murphy in WWE. Yes. Buddy Matthews okay. here. So when he was Buddy Murphy, he was not this big. As no, Buddy Matthews. No, jacked, but like yes, this is. But this is this a obscene. whole different level. Yeah. I don't know whether or not we should be like starting a petition to get him to tattoo his body. Or well, that is, was the, is that peer pressure? Like That was a sign we... of the night. There was somebody with a sign <laughs> that said like. Buddy Matthews needs tattoos, and like we need, we should all start to peer pressure him on Twitter, on Instagram, everything. You're way too tan, first of all, to be hanging out with these people. <laughs> like these are like indoor people that do like seances. Like Mal- Mal- Malachi Black is very pale. Like Brody's kind of pretty pale. And but like the also thing is, is you can't see their skin even. It's just tattoos. Yes, because they're just covered in tattoos. So like Buddy with them just stands out in such an just absurd way. Because he's so jacked and so tan. Well, I know with the face paint, too, we said, like, that kind of helps. Oh, he looked really cool, They yeah. looked, both, all of them looked Every, everybody so looked cool amazing. with the face paint. But, like, do body paint. Like, how Finn does yeah. for, like, Demon Finn. Like, do body paint or something. Paint and then your it kinda, body. Yeah, it kind of, like, if you don't want to commit to the tattoos, do body paint. Or wear a shirt or something. Some, uh, no, don't wear a shirt. He looks fantastic. Why would you cover that he up? Do, I'm just saying, like, it just it doesn't flow <laughs> with the rest of the House of Black when, like, he is just, like, he looks completely different. I know. Than, like, than Malachi and Brody, who look like they could be just, like, brothers. Yes, it is actually insane. Now, there were a few spots in this match that were missed and probably would have been awesome, but, like, it did not take away from how great the match and was. And then there was a spot that was missed. It was. Get it? Ah, uh, got it. Man. Killed right. it, right? Um, right, because Pac is on the top rope. He's about to attack Malachi. All the lights go out, and we're like, yeah, here it is. Like, here it is. Been waiting. The lights come back on. Julia Hart is right there in front of him. She missed him. The lights go out. Lights come back on. Julia Hart's gone. House of Black gets the win. Absolutely amazing. Four months later, even the... Too long. Even the announcers are like, we've been waiting four months for this. <laughs> like, it, it's insane. I, I absolutely coming. love this. She looked awesome because she also has the yes. face paint on. I'll tell you what, and she hit that miss beautifully. It looked Quite great. Quite She must have been practicing this last four months. I agree. When they were leaving, too, like, she just has this, like the smile on her face and the mist is also just like in her teeth, which just gave it that extra something that it, like the look that we needed. I, I loved everything about this match. I mean, I love Malachi black house of black is just one of my favorite things right now. And honestly, pack, I don't know if I've ever said it on this podcast, but pack has always been, and will always be one of my favorite wrestlers. I just think he's so good. He is. He is very like everybody in this match did, played their part. There were like multiple like standoffs, right? Where you had like uh, I think it was Malachi and uh, Penta, and you had Ray Phoenix and Buddy Murphy and and um, Pack and Brody, which was just quite the mismatch. But you had all these awesome little standoffs after all this great wrestling from six great wrestlers, and then the surprise finish at the end. And like the House of Black gets the win as they should have, right? And this is just another one of those where it's just like. There's probably four or five moments in this night where can we please move on from this? This needs to, like, I don't want to see the Death Triangle and the House of Black even in the same arena again Yeah. for, like, six months. And I feel that way about another six-man tag that's going to come up later. I love the House of Black, though. So, like, keep them together. The fact that she's here, even better. And then we'll just give them something else to do. You know? That's... We... Anything else to do. Anything else to do. But I'm realizing that we started with the 
the main event and didn't even talk about the buy-in, which was Hookhausen versus Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. There wasn't much to go over. I mean, Hookhausen wins. Hookhausen is just over. Of course. It, it's, it's Well, Hook is over. Danhausen's over. You put them together. You put it against two people it. that don't really matter in the grand right. scheme of things. Danhausen pins Mark Sterling after Hook destroys Mark Sterling. Yes. And, you know, we move on from here. And, well, we can move on to the Young Bucks and the Hardys. And... Another match with no build for no reason. Again, I was just going to say that too. What was it on Dynamite or Rampage this week where the Hard or the uh, Young Bucks came out dressed as the Hardys? Oh, I forget which one it was, but yeah, they had Gangrel with them, which was weird. Right. But like, this is one of those things where if you would have debuted Jeff like two weeks ago, and there was like a feud already going on with the Young Bucks and Matt. Yeah, and then we get this match. Sense. This would have been awesome. Yeah, but this was just like another one of like the same thing with like Anna and Jay. Where it's just like, why are we doing this? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. But other than it's gonna be awesome, I was gonna say it was still a good match. It it, it was fine. I just at this point, I it almost makes me sad watching Jeff. I don't. The dude looks like he's in excruciating pain. And we've been saying this about every Matt step for he years. takes. Yeah, and like if this was a way, like the Hardys get the win. After Jeff gets hit by the swanton, or uh, uh, hits the swanton on Nick. Well, first off, Nick hit a beautiful swanton bomb earlier in the match. Yeah. It, this was fine, but it just it felt like it's one of those, like, this could have been way better if we had a build to it. I don't know what the plan is going forward. I don't know if we have the Hardys in, like, the tag team division, like, really making a run. Cause, like, are, yeah, I a little bit think the that they should have lost and then taken a few, like, days... I don't know. Sometimes I just think they need a break because, like, their body looks like they need a break. Jeff and Matt desperately need, like, a long break or, like, we're getting – Jeff kind of hinted at it, I think, on Rampage. Like, he doesn't know how much time is left, but, like, it's – like, this is the last chapter of the Jeff Hardy story. Yeah. That makes me sad. I love me some Jeff Hardy, but it's all right. We have other guys on here that I love. We have the Jericho Appreciation Society versus BCC, Eddie Kingston, and Santana and Ortiz. Everybody and their mothers know John Moxley is the love of my life. So I was very, you know, this is who I wanted to win. This is not who won. No, I, this match was bloody. It was long. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious at times. It was horrifying at times. The ring got torn apart. Eddie Kingston tried to commit murder. By which fire? is like not even like the first time, I feel like. But yeah, Eddie. So the, the turning point of this match and what this all boiled down to was Brian Danielson has... Jericho in a submission, and Eddie Kingston, who has repeatedly talked about how much he hates Chris Jericho and how much he wants to end Chris Jericho, he comes out yeah, with... Yeah, Jericho tried to blind him with a fireball. Sure, and like, you know, eye for an eye, yeah. or come down fire with, for fire. with a gasoline tank and start pouring it on Jericho while Jericho's in this submission. And like, he's also getting it on Danielson, who gets pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, Eddie's got his match, and like, I think it's Moxley knocks it out of his hand, or Danielson does. Either way, they're both just like, what are you doing? I liked the lead up to this, like the um, the video package and everything, because every single man in this match on both sides had their own little clip of, you know, why they were in this match. And I, I love that Moxley was just like, Eddie's my man and like everything was fine and he was fighting his battles until the fireball and, you know, Jericho tried to come for my eyes too and that's why I'm here. But by the time it got to Danielson, Danielson for me had the best promo leading up to this match because he was just like... 
I don't really like Kingston and I don't really like Jericho, but if I had to pick, I like Jericho more. (laughs) So like he's like, I'm just here for the chaos. Like and then it was very chaotic and the fact that Kingston is about to light everybody on fire, Danielson's like, absolutely not. Like I'm I'm not chaos, but not crime. Right. And this ends with Moxie gets knocked out of the ring. Um Eddie gets knocked out of the ring, and then you just have Jericho with the walls of Jericho and Jack or <laughs> Jake Hager choking Danielson just unconscious, and then the ref calls for the bell, and that's your win. Jericho Appreciation Society gets this win Crazy. by choking out Brian Danielson. This I is not even, at all who I had even. I didn't even think Danielson was going to be a part of the, the make or break. No, I didn't think he should have been. Right. I think he is a weird fall guy of all the people that could have been the fall guy in I this think, match. No matter but, what, it should have been Eddie Kingston. I think I think you have to do something with Danielson and Kingston now. Yeah. Because Kingston went too far mm-hmm. and like also that got the gasoline on Danielson. And, and Danielson didn't even want to be in this match. Didn't even want to be in this match. Takes the match, I guess, mm-hmm. just for the chaos. But like Eddie Kingston almost killed him. Right. And Eddie Kingston is the reason why they ended up losing. Right. It's Eddie. <laughs> Eddie's crazy. We know this. Yeah, but, like, also, I love crazy. I do like Eddie Kingston a lot. Yeah, it was, like, this match was fun, and and it was just the chaos that we all expected right. it to be. We did the same thing for, like, uh, the random Kyle O'Reilly and Darby Allen match that happened. Now, see, I, uh, I fell asleep before this match started and slept through this match, and I'm sad about that because it was, the second love of my life, Darby Allen. It was a very good match. Uh, it had no build to it at all. Right. It and was just another one of those, like, why isn't this on Rampage or also, Dynamite? Also, Darby Allen lost, so I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen because I didn't see it. It Kyle Riley with the surprise victory. Um, it, it, it's it's just one of those, like, why did we even do this Right. Because, like, Darby gets a, a loss. That's not great. Kyle gets a win, which is unexpected and, but and like, good for Kyle. A little bit of me thinks that some of these matches that were just thrown together and thrown in their last minute were because of the statement that Tony Khan put out about not wanting to have the main event happening at the same time as that NBA game. Which is and stupid. It's very dumb. Very dumb. So I feel like he planned ahead in a sense and just threw a handful of other matches in here so that it pushed back the main event so that we wouldn't be overlapping. Which is, so that is very stupid for a number of reasons. I know. So, one, I have a phone and a TV. Mm-hmm. I watched AEW on the TV, mm-hmm. and I watched the basketball game on my phone. Right. Neither one of which interfered with the other. I know. And this game was over far before right. the main event of this thing happened. Like, you, you can have them both going at the same time. It doesn't matter. Like, what would have happened had this game gone to four overtimes? Are you just going to have the crowd sit on their hands and just hang out until like the match starts? It was all yeah. This match, this card with the way they announced like the last like four or five matches they announced, felt like it was Tony being like, "I have to make sure this main event goes on at like twelve, right?" And it went on after twelve. Ugh. And Darby got a loss out of it, and I'm not happy about it. But then Jurassic Express versus Team Taz and Keith Lee and Swerve. There were so it was a three man tag team match no. six man tag team match yes. two on two on <laughs> two, two on two on two and i thought swerve and keith lee would have been a great 100 percent. i thought they were going to win I'm world just, tag team championship i was like all right let's give it to them i'm over jurassic express how the hell did they retain they retain again i don't 
understand it. I don't get it anymore. Like, we need to shit. Like, this is one of those. AEW does long term booking, which is fun. And it's fine. And it's what everybody kind of has wanted from WWE for years. This is just one of those things. And it's one of those things that comes up a lot on this card mm-hmm. where it's like, this has been booked for too fucking long. Right, and it's funny because like this the isn't Julia the only Hart thing. thing. The right. men of the year thing. The Jurassic Express is tag team champions. Britt Baker winning everything. Like, there's too many of these things that have just felt like we're just dragging them out for no reason. Which, like, we're going to talk about it at the end. Wardlow and MJF, really long build, but it was fantastic the whole way through because there were different elements the whole way through. You know what wasn't fantastic in a really long build? Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. Yeah, I mean, this, but like, yeah, this is one of those, but the thing is, this has been a long build, but they were shoved into it because Cody Yeah, left. but I'm still annoyed because in the process of this, I went from a Sammy Guevara fan to no longer being a Sammy Guevara fan. Well, welcome to my team. I because know. Sammy Guevara, Ty Conte, and Kazarian faced Men of the Year and Paige Van Zant. The condition of this match is that if Sammy Guevara, Ty Conte, and Kazarian lose... Sammy Guevara and Kazarian can no longer challenge for the TNT Championship as long as Scorpio Sky is champion. Thank God. I know. Because this shit has been going on way too Forever. long. Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, and Kazarian break into American Top Team to steal the championships like on Dynamite or Rampage. They come out with those stolen goods. That was like hilarious too because they were like, those are mine, those are mine. <laughs> Ty Conti is dressed as Maleficent. Sammy Guevara is dressed as, I guess, Maleficent's Boy. I, I, don't I don't know. Also Maleficent? Yeah, whatever Maleficent. that was about. This match was... I, I didn't care. No. I didn't care... Well, that's the problem when it goes d- on bef- for too long. Yes, exactly. It, we stop caring about these things. I didn't care before it. I didn't care during it. I don't care after it. All I care about is that Men of the Year and Paige Van Zandt won, and that means we can stop with this shit. Right. We no longer have Sammy. He is not going to be... Uh, challenging for the TNT title. We'll see what else he tries to challenge for. Maybe I will start liking him again. In the meantime, he can't go for this one, and I'm kind of happy about it. Like, yeah. Scorpio Sky is going to face Dante Martin on Dynamite coming up. So, like, we're already... Or, I'm sorry, not... um, Maybe. Maybe what I said is right. I have no idea. And... (laughs) (laughs) But we know that it's not going to be Sammy. No, and that's that's great. All we needed. The TNT title looks awesome. The new title that uh, Scorpio Sky has, like yes. Lakers colors. I do like that they keep changing the TNT title around, like depending on who holds it. And then we can finally talk about a match that has been like three years in the making. Long-term booking, done well. Yes. But before we talk about that, we have to talk about what happened the day before. So like we... We do talk about the MJF drama. So MJF versus Wardlow has been going on for for years. Wardlow has been MJF's personal security. Mm -hmm. He's been, you know, a a partner of MJF, an employee of MJF. And then Wardlow turned on MJF uh, when he was facing Punk. He didn't give him the ring, even though he had it. And then we had the turn. We have had... Wardlow going through all these trials and tribulations just for a chance at a match against MJF. Awesome steel cage match against Sean Spears on Dynamite. Who was not here. Who was not here at all. Who took that loss Mm -hmm. on Dynamite. And Wardlow is insanely over. And this was going to be his coronation. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what had happened the day before. Which, MJF no-shows a fan of it. And allegedly, there's a flight booked. 
which like depending on who what source you're believing at this point was either booked or it was never booked or it was booked for somebody else or like something right. something along those lines but the either thing, way the thing that definitely happened what's is, the actual truth you know the thing that definitely happened is that mjf no showed the AEW yeah. fan fest which is not good and then there was like no stance about it either so we were like tony khan refused to talk about it in the media yeah. scrum we're Which like, is another, like, that's kind of weird. It's weird that he didn't talk about it. It's Like, MJF didn't say shit about it either. So it was like, okay, nobody's saying anything about it. So was it an accident? Was it on purpose? Like, didn't Keith Lee miss it too? But, like, that was, like... Samoa commu- Joe missed it, but, like, Samoa they did Joe. say, like, that was a communi- uh, communications issue. Right, they so did like, not say the same thing for they MJF. They didn't say this about MJF, but, like, what could it have been? Was it just to build up to him being the best heel of all time? Like, it... I don't know. I don't know. We have no idea why he missed that. He missed a flight, supposedly. He no-showed this event. And then his music hit when the match started, and it took him forever to come out. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where we were like, one, is this match even going to take place? And then when the music hit and he wasn't walking out, we were like, is this match going to take place? Like, oh, shit. Like, they wouldn't play his music if he wasn't there. I don't know. The the thing about MJF is that he is always... This character. Yes. He stays this character mm-hmm. that's very old school. It's, Love it. And he blurs those lines of like, is he working us or is this a shoot? And that's what makes him right now the most interesting person in, in all of professional wrestling, the best heel in all of professional mm-hmm. wrestling. And he's going to be a guy that whether it's now or in the future, WWE is going to want to give a lot of money to. Yeah. And he's been very vocal about how he wants a contract extension or more money in general. And Tony Khan and AEW don't seem to want to give him more money at this point. They're going to wait. Out of their minds. They're going to just wait for the next contract negotiations, which I think is a terrible decision. Absolutely garbage decision. But, you know, I'm not a a contract lawyer. I don't know. Can John Cena just come in and sign it? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But this match ends up happening, and it's just a simple, exactly what it should have been the whole way through. MJF's playing just like the you know the chicken shit heel. He won't get in the ring. He'll get in the ring when it, when Wardlow's not in the ring. He tries to put on the ring, but the referee catches him and takes away the ring. And that was so funny too because like he pretended to be hurt and then he kneels down. And he was pulling the ring out. And he has no idea that Wardlow and the ref are directly behind him watching him do this. So he puts it on his hand and the ref just like immediately takes it off his hand. And then MJF tries to call a timeout. Hilarious. He Absolutely offers, hilarious. He offers to double Wardlow's pay, yeah. triple Wardlow's pay, quadruple Wardlow's pay, and then Wardlow proceeds to give five power bombs mm-hmm. to MJF, which, I mean, he is, it's like he was having an exorcism. Yeah. The way he was responding to every single one that he, it was just like weight being lifted off of his back, Wardlow. The crowd is super behind it. He goes for the pin, just the foot on the chest, one, two, and then takes his foot away. Yeah, because he's not done. Five more power bombs for a total of ten power bombs to MJF. Some of which really just didn't look fun to take at all. Well, that was when I realized too, because like you know, at this point, I mean, it was probably like four, five, or six power bombs in the crowd's chanting ten, and then he's saying ten, and then I'm going, "Oh my God, Sean Spears isn't here." Nowhere to be seen. Like nowhere to be seen. And then it was ten power bombs to MJF, which again just poetic because of Sean Spears, and MJF was taken out on a stretcher with oxygen even though this was a wrestling's weird man because like they put the neck brace on him and then put him on the stretcher but then had his neck like hanging off the stretcher and we were both laughing about that we're like that's not how that should be done that is professional wrestling that is professional wrestling but wardlow 
was officially given a contract and he is officially all elite. We Which had is fucking nonsense hilarious. that like all these years he uh-huh. hasn't been. But like whatever. Good for Wardlow. We have three people officially all elite after Double or Nothing. Yeah, you got Wardlow is officially all elite, Stokely Hathaway is officially all elite, and Athena is officially all elite. Mm-hmm. And I mean, top to bottom, this was a great show. There were matches that felt like they were filler. Yeah. And might have been filler. But then just a quick update on what's going on with MJF after this pay-per-view. Allegedly, he showed up to the arena late. They put him on first, and then he immediately left the arena afterwards. Well, he left on a stretcher. So I would assume he's off TV for a couple weeks just to kind of sell the beat down and, Mm -hmm. like, I guess cool everything down from, you know, all the stories that were out. Um, But, God, if he isn't the best, like, person to take the title off of Punk. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. He is just the best option. Yeah, give him a few weeks off. And like, and Wardlow, Wardlow's gonna be have, fine. This dude, have him challenge for the TNT title. Have, you can have a handful of people even challenge for Punk's title in between before MJF even yeah, comes back and we start that keep, feud again. You could keep MJF off of TV all summer long. Yeah, and have let him it be the summer back, of Punk. Yeah, have him come back and face Punk after Punk goes through you know whoever it is, Adam mm-hmm. Cole. Uh, maybe he go, maybe he takes on Darby. Like, there's, there's a lot of ideas that you could go with with Punk. I don't know what I would do first. I would absolutely love to see Punk and Danielson. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Does CM Punk just stay the babyface? Because it is kind of getting old. No, no, no. He can't be. He's going to turn heel. Like He has to turn heel. He's Punk. But then to face who? Mm. Like, do they just run? Do we just run it back again with Hangman? I'm telling you, Kenny's coming back. Well, it's got to be soon, but I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's... I think you give him as much time as he needs. Same thing with MJF, like for different reasons. We will miss you the longer you stay away. Your yeah. pop will be bigger at when you come back. But yeah, we can we can either just have CM Punk run through just some randoms, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so many at the top of the card that he can go through, and like guys that would be it would behoove them to work with CM Punk, right? And be in like that kind of main event scene and get that experience. But yeah, if you if you can bring back Kenny at the end of the summer and have Kenny versus Punk, that's a huge main event match. That like, like, you could bring back anybody. Like there are so many people that are technically missing right now. We're just like we have. I already said it. Like where's Miro at? We have random people who are just free agents floating around the wrestling universe right now. Like we could do. There are so so many options. We've there's said new it, Japan options. Right. There's a there's a lot of different options they can go with, but. I mean, we have we have time. We have a new world champion. Mm-hmm. It is a summer of Punk 3.0, and we are here for it. We are ready for the third summer of Punk, and like it could be, you know, Ring of Honor is another thing that like right. is around that can be built into this CM Punk reign. There's there's a lot of possibilities. There are so many possibilities, and we have a lot of time to talk about it. We just did our all AEW episode. We'll be back with WWE stuff and more after after Double or Nothing stuff next week, Monday. So make sure to follow us everywhere at HeBookSheBook, and don't forget to subscribe and review wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, guys.